Our uh, scripture reading this morning comes from Romans. It is uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. And uh, we will share now in this reading from God's Word. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit and has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many Christians like, love the book of Romans. I suppose some of us who uh, struggle with reading like Romans, because after we've worked through four long Gospels and 26 chapters of, of Acts, Romans is short. But I think beyond the, the, the shortness of Romans and as Paul's letters are uh, spread out, one of the things that they love most about Romans is all of the instructions that come in the book of Romans and all of the assurances that come as Paul writes in Romans um, from a perspective of experience. Paul writes this letter to this church in Rome, but it's almost as if he knows that he is writing a letter to more than just one group of Christians. Because here we are, some 2,000 years later, still reading this letter that is surprisingly complete when it comes to the ways that Paul talks about faith. Now, there are some verses from Romans, some passages from Romans that we all remember and refer back to with regularity. I remember that when I was a youth, I was uh, instructed to memorize Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Many of us appeal to Romans 12, where it says, Brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed anymore, anymore to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Some of us remember Romans 7, where Paul does his, I guess, spiritual who's on first uh, routine, where he, he says, I don't do what I want, but if I do what I want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do that, but sin that dwells within me. For I know nothing good dwells in me that is my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I cannot do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. 
Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. And he goes on. Who's on first? What's on second? And I don't know who's on third. Spiritually speaking here. But I think the biggest thing about Romans is that Paul offers a complete narrative that encompasses a lot about faith. Paul has been journeying with Jesus for quite a while. The Damascus Road experience happened long ago. And when you compare what Paul says in Romans to some of his other writings, you see that there has been a maturity that has happened in his faith. He understands things from a broader perspective, and he has lived many more experiences. So Paul is not here just dealing with the highlights and just dealing with the happy moments when it comes to faith. Paul here is helping the people who receive his letter to develop and experience faith no matter what comes at them. And there may be no place that, it, that talking about the experience of faith is more concise, more important, and more helpful when it comes to experiencing the hope of faith than some of these verses that we've just read from Romans 5. Because in these verses, we'll come back to them in a minute, but Paul talks about how God helps us in the midst of problems, of trouble, of the struggles in life. Now, faith is great when it's exciting. Like, never have we experienced God more than, we were on, than when we were on a retreat or when we saw Jesus working, or when we had highlighter yellow t-shirts on a mission trip. We were ready to experience God in those times. And I think sometimes that's why people are drawn to, uh, you know, maybe rock and roll music, or rock, Christian rock music, because it reminds us of the times when spiritually we were connected to God in exciting ways. It's good to experience God and experience times of praise. It's great to be exposed to the power and the glory of God when we get to travel and we go to the mountains or have our feet in the sand at the beach. And there are ways in which God all along our lives will show up to us like he did Paul on that Damascus road. God just shows up in an unspeakably powerful way. This happens. It happens at church. It happens in worship. It happens in, at special events and all over, over life. But such significant experiences of God are not the only things that make up life. They're not the only things that make up a meaningful faith as well. Because life has ups and downs. Life has twists and turns. Life has news that we didn't want and occurrences that we did not expect. But when we try to fashion a life that only lives from one ecstatic experience to the next, to the next, one high point to the next high point, to the next high point, without understanding that God might be with us in the valleys as well, well, we're not living a life when we're doing that. Rather, we're just being addicted to something. We're just chasing the highs. And so, 
that serves to remind us that life is full of ups and downs. Good days and bad, difficult times and easy. There will be speed bumps we could not plan for. There will be surprises we did not want. And I've learned that part of growing up is dealing with the tough stuff, the unexpected things, and maybe even the unwanted things. And none of these are marks of a bad life. They're marks of an actual life. And what we learn is that over time, when we experience something we weren't expecting, we didn't want, when we face a difficult moment, we stop. We take a breath, and we acknowledge that this is life, this is how things work. There will be highs and lows and goods and bads. Some days will be easy and others might be hard. But thanks be to God, through God's love, through the love of God that we experience hopefully in worship today, God will be with us. I think there's wisdom in Scripture for us today. Because in Romans 5, Paul doesn't just write about the successful days. He writes also about the days where we experience the problems of life. Since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, who's given us access to the grace in which we stand. And we boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. In this passage, we're reminded that Jesus didn't die for us because we were perfect. Jesus died because we were flawed. God doesn't reach in to help us because we don't need help. God reaches in and helps us because we do. And faith doesn't have power because it carries us through the easy times of life. Faith is significant because it can sustain us and carry us when things are hard can carry us through to another way out when we don't see another way. But maybe God does. The problems we experience give us a chance to allow God to work in, with, and through us. So when we approach life's struggles, we're not just running from one exciting experience to the next, but we get to engage in a process that Paul lays out here. We get to engage with perseverance and experience endurance that develops character, that gives way to hope. And that true hope is is forged in the struggles of life because it helps us to see an experience of God that will not disappoint If we want a faith that doesn't disappoint, we engage in a process of developing and nurturing our faith. We we face life's difficulties, and we don't just look for a quick fix to make us feel better. We lean into the reality and we trust the process because there are no shortcuts when it comes to faith. 
Sometimes growth and faith and hope and and perseverance and the ability to see God come not magically and immediately on the Damascus road, but they come by trusting in this process that develops character and gives us hope. And only in looking back at where we've been can we see how God was with us every step of the way. For a while I've been thinking about a story or an illustration or or, or something that illustrates the process. I use the Legos to talk about it with the children. You don't just magically build an X-wing fighter. You have to follow the process. And when you come to mom and dad with a problem, they say, what did the instructions say? Did you follow the instructions? In recent weeks, we saw stories on the news about Raleigh's half Ironman triathlon. And as you likely know, you don't wake up one morning and decide to do a half Ironman. You have to engage in a process to prepare. Such is true for athletes of all types. And Paul talks about running races in other parts of Scripture. But in sports, baseball players go to spring training and have batting practice every single day, don't they? The best hitters hit the ball all the time. Steph Curry shoots hundreds of three-pointers every day. Not because he's mastering it, but because he's still engaging in a process. The cyclists on the Tour de France that will start in a couple weeks are still riding their bikes. And even when the race is over, they will ride them some more. And Aaron Rodgers throws footballs every single day. In thinking about my life, since I'm not a professional athlete, which is worth talking about, I thought about trusting processes and following instructions, and I thought about going to Ikea. And if you've ever been to Ikea, you know that from the moment you pull into the parking lot to the moment you will finally put books on your bookshelf, you must follow the instructions. Because you can't get a, a box this size to turn into a bookcase without following the instructions. You follow the instructions to guide you through the store. You follow the instructions when it comes to checking out. You open up that box and you follow the instructions to figure out how the widgets go where so that the bookcase won't fall down. Sports work because they follow a process, because they train. Life works because we follow a process. Ikea works Because you follow the process. And in all of our lives, day to day, week to week, things work because we follow processes. From eating breakfast in the morning to bathing the kids and putting them to bed at night, we rely on habits and processes and patterns every day to get us through. But sometimes when it comes to faith, I think we expect something different. We expect God to just magically show up without having prepared for it. We expect to develop a deep faith without having worked on it. We expect every interaction to be positive, every moment to be a moment of joyous praise. But that's not what Scripture talks about. A faith that is only positive is a faith of our own making. It's a faith that leads some to expect all their problems to go away because they've decided to follow Jesus. And such a faith leads us to to ask unanswerable questions like, why do good things happen to bad people? We don't know the answer to that, but I know 
that, that we have a book that's full of stories, people who had trouble, who stuck to a process and God was with them. In the face of all the difficulties that they had, God was there. And in Romans, Paul gives us a way to rely on faith in the face of difficulties. He reminds us that times of stress and trouble are the times to lean into faith, not ask where God went. Our sufferings produce endurance, and endurance begets character, and character produces hope that doesn't disappoint, because at the beginning of that hope and at the end of that hope is a God who is with us. And the way to get in touch with that God, the way to be assured in that faith, is not to wander down roads or pop in and out of faith when it's convenient. It's to work to develop that abiding hope that helps us survive all of our days, especially the difficult ones. Because in the face of difficult days, that's when we need faith the most. There is so much to like in the book of Romans. Paul lays out what he believes on so many things. But there's something right here for us to embrace today. And what I want us to embrace is the process that Paul talks about in chapter 5. When we face difficulties, there's a way through to hope. It's not an easy way. It is not a shortcut not something we can achieve by throwing out the instructions and hoping for the best. It's a way to lean into faith in the face of life's difficulties. And when we do this, when we trust God in this, that's when we begin to experience God's grace and God's love and God's power. So trust the process. Trust this process. There are others out there who will try to sell you on a different process, a different way to get through life's difficulties. But knowing that suffering can produce endurance, and endurance can produce character, and character can produce hope, a hope that doesn't disappoint, brings us to the love of God that's been poured into our hearts, through the power of the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Trust this process, and the Lord will be with you, will be with us always. Shall we pray? Gracious, loving, and eternal God, we give you thanks for being with us today. We know that even though there is much to celebrate today, there are some among us and some who are not among us who face life's difficulties. For them, boasting in sufferings is not a theoretical reality, but it is a practical reality. And so, Lord, we offer prayers for them today, but we offer prayers for ourselves as well. Because we need hope that comes from you. We need assurance that comes from you. And we need a depth of faith that carries us through. And so, Lord, help us to trust this process. Help us to trust these words you've given us through the Apostle Paul. Help us to know your presence with us each step of the way so that character will beget hope. A hope that assures us and a hope that endures because we want to love you as much and as long as we believe you've loved us. So help us 
today. And we offer this prayer in your name. Amen.